we gonna do it? You wanna do it? You wanna do it? You wanna do it, Rock? You wanna fuck me, Brock? That's the stupidest fuck. You must be tired from wrestling. Real. Do you wanna do it? Alright, this week we're talking about fucking Gene Snitsky. <laughs> Which, of any wrestler who's been fucked over by the WWE, Gene Snitsky is in the top ten. We'll get to that at the end. There is a lot... Here's the best thing about Snitsky. All right, here's how it here's how it starts. He basically gets recruited to Ohio Valley. He's trained by Afa, so that's basically he's trained by Afa. This guy's WWE all the fucking way. He's trained by Afa Bill Demont. He's consi- Bill Demont thinks of him as his protege. He's a big six foot eight bruiser guy. He has the problem of doing steroids from a young age, so his voice is incredibly high and doesn't really match his body. His promos- Where'd you hear that? When you just listen to his voice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like an okay wrestler, but he's not like... Either way, he's got a great look. He's a big man wrestler. Um, He was also apparently one of the guys that they learned this from Ohio Valley, which is don't let Vince see this guy or he'll just put him on the main roster and he's not ready. Yeah. Because... They basically let Vince see him because Batista and a couple other guys were really protected from being seen by Vince because Jim Cornette knew that if you get sh- this guy gets shown to Vince, he's immediately just going to be like, sign him up, way to go. And I be- yeah, he was like that with Bobby Lashley as well because like there was you ever heard that like they basically said we need this guy to develop don't let vince see him and then vince saw him and was like bring him up to the roster and then they brought him up like way early they thought and um, he just wasn't ready yeah he basically he he was a football <laughs> so this is my favorite he teamed team with his partner uh partner rob harper as the twin tackles under a football gimmick uh, <laughs> that sounds like wow women of wrestling style oh, it's just so they're both they both like football let's look at them pass around the ball look how mean these boys are yeah and in this corner it's naughty <laughs> <laughs> i just want to look when jim Cornette left ohio valley wrestling all right well in the meantime uh since he had a tryout match uh, after he won the WXW championship, um, he actually got into wrestling pretty late. Uh, he started when he he started really at thirty three. Um, so he then out of that he gets signed to a developmental deal. I don't really understand why you would even have him do a tryout match. Like, what would he do that? You know what I mean? Like, you see a guy who's six eight, three hundred pounds. You're just gonna fucking sign him up. Like, it's not like it's like, oh, well, he exposed his penis and peed on a woman in the front yeah, row. Yeah. So, so part of the problem was this is as Jim Cornette's being forced out of Ohio Valley Wrestling is when Snitsky shows up. So he's also not protected the way Jim Cornette knew how to protect these guys. It's also as Jim Ross is stepping down as um, the head of talent. Okay. So those are two very important factors because they would. Uh, he's now an unprotected guy. And they, they he would, is a raw dog boy. He's a raw dog boy, and they would know how to like. Don't let Vince see him. Protect him. Protect him. That doesn't happen for Snitsky. Snitsky is seen early and often. So even at thirty three and all that sort of stuff, he's still a fucking green wrestler. Vince sees him and is like, "Well, this is a perfect opponent for the Undertaker," which is something that Vince basically that's all he cares about is like, "I need a new Steve Austin. Who's the Undertaker going to wrestle?" 
I don't think we need to worry about that. We do have some of the most gifted athletes ever. Yeah, a bunch of Chris Jericho's, a.k.a. fuck faces. Bye-bye. <laughs> nice haircut, losers. Yeah, piss, 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 piss on all of you. So Gene Snisky in one of the greatest debuts okay, but again, in pro wrestling history. Did not know he was debuting. Yeah. Did not know the angle until he got there. They decided on the angle in the morning. Decided they needed to use Snitsky's. They sent the WWF private jet to go collect him at Ohio Valley Wrestling and fly him to that event. Yes. Um, they were going to brief him on Sunday, and he was just going to come in and watch the match. Didn't end up doing that. They, they were like, oh, by the way, you're in this angle now. And he, by the way, was just supposed to be there for that one angle, and then it was supposed to be a continuation of making Kane more evil that now he'd lost his son. Unfortunately... Because whoever was in charge of wrestling at the time evidently was a cold-hearted son of a bitch and didn't think, oh, maybe the guy who murdered your unborn baby, you might want to like answer him with some physical attacks. So they had to then immediately bring him up the, uh, the roster at that moment. Because he debuts in a match with Kane as a jobber. Kane who was trying to go after Shawn Michaels and is apparently But isn't angry. it weird to have a six-foot-eight jobber like oh snitsky because watching the match they're like this guy snitsky stands no chance like but they're the exact same size and by wrestling it's like that yes but that's also kane 2005 kane where the, the he was coming off of the return to being like this is where yeah, he, he just lost his mask yeah this is when he's the devil's favorite demon he's lit linda mcmahon on fire i'm pretty sure <laughs> and also his relationship with lita is lita hates him but they're having a kid, so it's a rape baby. Yeah, how did they have sex? That's a rape baby. That's Kane raped. Is that Lita. what? But it was Kane's wife. Like, how did they become married? Because he won her off Matt Hardy. That's right. They had right. to fire Matt Hardy, and then he raped her, and then they got married, which was rape marriage, and it was a rape. This is when. This is the tail end of. A woman on the pole match. No, this is also when they talk about like, oh man, I can't believe it's PG. I'm like, no. Some things, it's good that they're PG now, that they don't yeah. have this option. Because the thing about, you think PG, you think, oh, they can't do blood, the escalation of conflict between two wrestlers, you know, like they can't swear at each other. But if you take PG off of it, what Vince McMahon thinks should be done with women is frankly just abysmal. <laughs> if it wasn't the PG era, literally the women's division would be Ric Flair versus charlotte <laughs> in a let's fuck match like you know that rick flair is angling to have one more match with reed <laughs> yep oh god his dead son what was the fucking who is the lady who brought up reed flair on tv page like, jesus fucking christ it was told by uh the office told her to do it well you don't have a son anymore is that a good one? That's is that pretty a good, good. Page? Yeah. And Paige is on the way out with the company because they keep being like, can you break up with Roberto Del Rio because he's 45 and you're 23? And it's weird for us. <laughs> and she just got a butt tattoo of Alberto on her back or something. Is it? Yeah, she got a tramp stamp of Alberto. <laughs> that's, ter that's terrifying. Like, you know they're going to break up. You know, have you ever heard Paige's mom speak? Like, have you heard the Art of Wrestling with Paige's mom? No, yeah, but I do you know people... you got to hear it. I do know people that know Paige's mom. And they... Brendan Burns... Uh-oh. ...did a TV show with Paige's mom. And? Um, and apparently the joke was made of, like, 
The only thing more degrading than this would be porn, and she basically was like, "I've done porn." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paige's mom. Is we just could get Brendan on the phone and ask him the story. We might have to end edit this out. Go, Brendan. Okay, uh, I think it was me and Glenn Wool um, on a TV documentary called Edinburgh or Bust, and this never went to air. But we were booked to be. We were booked to be the uh, commentators, but it was at like a thing called, well, hey, the wrestling. And it was more like uh, harking back to the big daddy end of the pier wrestling type days. And I believe I was called Sydney Mardi Gras. <laughs> and Glenn was called The Wolf. Anyway, we're backstage recording the interview beforehand. And she bared her ass at me. <laughs> and I went I knew I recognised you from, from somewhere And she goes Oh yeah, you have I've done porn <laughs> <laughs> And Glenn said to the mic Off camera And not good porn <laughs> <laughs> Then we alluded to We're talking like 90s hotel porn Where there was always like a plant in the way and like just a, someone with a tit out reading a paper. <laughs> oh, so awful. Um, but she was fit though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She was forty something fit. And then some guy actually jumped up on the uh, <laughs> ring and tried to. Some bloke came out of the crowd and tried to insert himself into the match, and he wasn't scheduled. He, and he just asked, "How could he get involved in wrestling?" And she, because she was the booker, it was her and her husband um, that were the, the, the head heels, but she was obviously the, the, the booker, and she tore into this guy afterwards, and then he said, I'll do anything to get involved, and he goes, well, what you don't do is fucking run in in the middle of the match. <laughs> and uh, so she had him disassemble the ring afterwards and basically suck everyone's dick. <laughs> it's like everyone's a real dick uh, Alright, we're gonna go But thank you so much We needed that to clarify a story Because we t- were talking about Gene Snetsky Don't worry about it I'll talk to you in a bit Okay, so obviously you're doing the podcast On the career of Paige, are you? No, Snitsky <laughs> No, Snitsky <laughs> On Snitsky? Yeah Why Snitsky? What's Paige's mum got to do with Snitsky? Don't worry about it, man <laughs> Alright <laughs> Alright, I'll talk to you soon Love you but <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, <laughs> Snits- that's amazing. That's an amazing story. <laughs> Snitsky, I th- oh, Snits- all right, so all right, so, so Snitsky's getting dominated in the match, and then Lita tries to make him stop beating down Snitsky. Snitsky hits Kane from behind with a chair. He falls on um, Lita, Lita. Uh, which uh, basically forces her to miscarry the rape baby they're having. Okay. And then Snitsky does an insert promo for two weeks on Raw saying, I don't even, like, basically like a Maury Povich interview where he's like, I don't even give a shit you had a miscarriage. You want to know why you had a miscarriage? Because you a slut. Okay? I fuck everybody all the time. Um, The thing to also remember, this was a angle that uh, Vince Russo had tried to get going the entire (laughs) Attitude Era. 
and was prevented by Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette openly talked about it. The fucking cunt was constantly trying to fucking get a fucking abortion. You fucking idiot. If someone's had a fucking miscarriage and they're trying to fucking watch wrestling and just to fucking forget about it, and now they're reminded of this, you fucking cunt. So they finally do it. Because they did a similar one with Mark Henry, but it was just a hand, right? Yeah. May Young. How do you forget it was a hand? I'm trying to remember who was pregnant. May Young was pregnant with Mark Henry's (laughs) baby, baby. and it turned out to be a fucking fucking hand. hand. That's who it was supposed to be a miscarriage, and then they gave birth to a hand instead. Why was it a? Oh, we got to do a Mark Henry episode and get to the bottom of that one. (laughs) Maybe Brendan was there for the hand thing too. (laughs) He had to suck everyone's dicks. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that. I literally though. So, but okay. So Sinsky's this hot prospect brought in has matches with Kane basically says it's not my fault in the build up to the matches with Kane they have Snitsky come out with a baby doll <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and kick the baby doll in to the fucking crowd but here's what he does he goes to the he has walks up with the baby he's like what's your name shut up <laughs> You're it's also, fat baby. It's also You're during fat baby. the Y2J highlight reel, which is so fuck. I Chris Jericho with his fucking fucking John Bon Jovi shit ass fucking loser hair. This is also this is when Fozzie's getting popular in Asia and Europe. So Chris Jericho thinks he's the fucking best. I hate Chris Jericho. I hate the highlight reel more than anything. I don't understand why they do all these fucking interview segments. It's annoying and stupid. And the only one that worked really well was Piper's Pit. Here, all right. I agree with you about the inner, uh, the interview segments. Um, it's weird because it's, it's like Piper's Pit was like, here's a guy I'm going to fight. Whereas like the highlight reel is just like, oh, here's a talk show. And they never had one that worked as well as Piper's Pit because they always tried like the flair for the gold. Yeah, uh, they tried everything with these people. Heartbreak the barber hotel, shop. The barber I mean, the barber shop had the one fucking amazing thing with the rockers. Yeah, obviously. Um, Heartbreak Hotel. Obviously, had, obviously had uh, the Jerry Lawler like um, Bret Hart thing. But no, the big thing was uh, the reason why Piper's Pit also worked is no one knew what it was, and it was also a way for him to get over because he was he came to the Fed and his plan was because he was already pretty beaten up and injured. Yeah, you were saying you said this on previous podcast, but it basically was like, I just want to get over with promos. I can't do this fucking crazy shit anymore. Yeah, and he did that. And the reason why it also worked was he would just talk and then beat up the guys. And they were also about two minutes long. The highlight reel is like 15 to 20 minutes long and so unnecessary. But even that said, there's still one good highlight reel, and that's when Jake the Snake gives the short arm clothesline and still tries to give Randy Orton the DDT and then gets RKO'd. <laughs> well, yeah, that was great. But that's the thing. You you need – a Piper's Pit was made by Piper. The barbers, the other ones you remember are the Jake the Snake versus Randy Orton – Chris Jericho's not involved, and the bar- even the barbershop, the rocker's breaking up, and no one's involved. No one's involved. You know what I mean? Like, no, the main person there isn't involved. And here's what I, I wanted to say this. Um, this is, is it the first time they, it, this is, here's why Snitsky important. It, I don't know if my timelines are correct, once again. This is the first time, I think, they bring someone up from OVW, because they have a developmental system now. Yeah. That is completely not ready. 
completely not ready because what i'll do is absolutely this is the very first time. usually we say at the end of the episode we play a promo yeah we'll play because this was my major point with gene snitsky is that he was there for five years five six years he became okay he was never good but he became okay and with guys like snitsky and like some people some people need i've said this a million times too you need five or maybe ten years to become a co- even a competent pro wrestler and i'm not talking about in the ring i'm talking about the whole package like character and all that bullshit here's why you don't bring people up i'm gonna play snitsky's first two promos in wwe get this update but now standing by the man that was Can you pause it by the way now the reason why also he's not in the ring doing this is that they assumed that they could just put the focus on Kane. He was back at OVW and they couldn't then bring him out again because they'd already used the private jet and it was so expensive. I think that's actually way more effective, oddly enough, because why would a guy be in the ring if he's just fucking forced a miscarriage on live television? Why the fuck isn't that guy in jail for assault with a deadly weapon, which is a steel chair near a pregnant woman. Also, why is no one being like, because it happened in the ring? There's actually precedent to this because Marty McSorley hit uh, Donald Brashear in the back of the head with a hockey, hockey stick, stick and didn't get charged criminally. Well, they were going to try, but they they ruled that since it was during a game with legal blah, 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 like he didn't use like a knife or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you could argue a steel chair is essentially almost legal, just... If I was Snitsky's lawyer, I would have fucking cleaned up on this shit. Yeah, you probably would have because you were like, well, it isn't real. And it was, they were told to do it by a raving lunatic East Coast Irishman yeah. who for some reason was trying to fart in a man named Gerald Briscoe's face. But also, and if I lost, I'd be like, hey, Snitsky, it's not my fault. <laughs> Piss on me. This is why you don't bring people up early. Involving uh, Lita and Kane. Yes, I did, JR. I'm here to clear my name. People have been blaming me all week for what happened with Kane and Lita. It wasn't my fault. Well, I can only assume that uh, prior to the match that you were very nervous before you wrestled Kane. Nervous? I wasn't nervous. I was there to do a job. And I did it. Wait a minute. So your job was to make sure a miscarriage happened? (laughs) Well, uh, Mr. Snitsky, uh, I would have to say that you certainly have to feel uh, some remorse as look, to what transpired last week. Look, I already told you, it's not my fault. Any other questions? And then he just stares at the camera, breathing heavily. Also, Snitsky... Watch this promo. It is on... It's called Snitsky's First Two Promos in WWE. It's on YouTube. And just watch the man's eyebrows. It's like fucking grade seven acting. Like... What's it? What's the problem with Jim miscarriages? Absolutely. It's also... If I was Snitsky, I'd be like, yo, that was a rape baby. I don't understand why everyone... I've said the word rape 10 times, and I'm going to say it 20 more times. <laughs> that is a rape baby. Rape stopped. baby, rape baby, rape baby, rape baby. You think baby. that baby's just going to be pumped up to be in the world? Like, oh, sweet. Well, my... Yeah. Uh, my, my mom my mom's dated a guy who she loved, and now she gets... But then she lost a match, so she was... 
raped repeatedly while our pussy was fucking dry by this demon boy who doesn't even have a fucking regular, probably got a micro dick because it got all burnt off. Hey, Kane Jr., I don't care how did who your I parents fuck? meet? Oh, well, it was a balmy night in Boston, and my mom's true love, Matt Hardy, had taken too many pain pills, so he wasn't really able to participate in the fake fight, so he was beaten by a man who portrayed a dentist, a man named Kevin Nash, and then finally pretended to be a burn victim at the hands of his own brother, who then, for some reason, didn't have any of the burns because he had taken a mask off. And he beat my mom's true love for me in a match. And then they had unconsensual sex <laughs> and got married on Monday Night Raw in a ceremony presided over by Eric Bischoff. And that's why my mommy takes the drinking pills and my daddy is corporate now. Corporate Kane. Corporate Kane. All right, so here's what happens. Um, on Taboo Tuesday, he injured Kane's larynx so Kane could take time off to see See No Evil. But that's very important. Murder someone's baby. Hurt their throat. Also, why does the throat injury matter? Kane used to talk with one of those throat things. Yeah, but don't acknowledge that. You can't trace back the history of Kane. It's sort of like when you go through the actual genealogy of the Undertaker's family, it makes absolutely no sense. No, maybe what? How does it not make sense? And that basically, so Kane's mom, it's Kane's dad is Paul Bearer. Yeah. But they're still full brothers. Yeah. Undertaker burned down the mortuary and Kane survived, but his parents didn't or did, depending on whether or not. Paul Bearer was in the mortuary when it happened and got burned, but then became friends with the Undertaker afterwards for a while. And don't ask why. <laughs> and uh, shut up, you're fat. Yeah. Shut up, you're fat. Shut up, you're fat. Lariat, 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 lariat. Um, so in something that I'm going to put on the end of this episode, if I can find it, I will say this, because I haven't searched extensively for it, so if I can find it, I will put it on. Uh, but Snisky and Heidenreich had an encounter um, at Survivor Series 2004 that went like this. Snisky said, I like your poetry. And Heidenreich said, I like what you do to babies. Because <laughs> <laughs> he punts them or fucks them. I find the Heidenreich was another one where it was just like, why the fuck did you put him in the Legion of Doom? This is the era. This is the era where they are. They have not let people kind of like develop, like marinate long enough. No, absolutely not. Like a guy like Snisky, a guy like Heidenreich. I mean, yeah, they're bad wrestlers, but they're also like Snisky. Snisky's on TV two fucking years into wrestling. And facing Kane, also the throat injury angle. He just finished up being a football boy. The other thing is, you now this is also why if he had a manager, he had someone else that you could have built it to. In that, they also don't then be like, he, this is the man that stopped the devil's favorite demon. Who's next? He just goes back to being a guy. Yeah. They don't make it a thing with this guy. He's just, and then he literally doesn't do fuck all. Andy, and this is when the fan base is shrinking too. So now you have like. It's just mostly nerds, and he sucks. <laughs> he's just not. He's not up to stuff, and it's at all a good performer. You have no thought on what you're gonna he's do. He's like with worse them. than nails. It's also he's absolutely worse than nails, but very much in that nails type of you yeah. were brought in for one purpose, and then we did that, and, and then the it, it, complete with the nails delivery of breathing really heavily, like. <sighs> Hey, Kane, I don't care that I raped your babies. 
and it's also strange, which is I don't think Kane ever gets any real revenge from Heidenreich. From Heidenreich, you mean Snitsky? From Snitsky, rather. By doing it. Keep on point. Who's the episode about John? I know, but what I'm saying is, but in a in a more matter of fact, by bringing in this guy too early, by not having a concrete plan, what you're going to do with him for the first two years then what the fuck is the point of bringing him in? Why don't you just do this angle with someone else or have Kane or have Lita be like, I never had a baby. Ha ha ha. It's uh, a way to get under your skin because I'm with Edge now or whatever. And then that's why Kane leaves. You don't need to injure a guy for him to be off television. You could break his spirit, which is something the Fed used to do all the time of the, like, he's just walked away for a bit and then he'd come back revitalized. Yeah, 100%. The way they got rid of The Undertaker for him to go from dead man to American badass is he just walked out one day. Yeah, like he needs to recharge. Yeah. Mentally, spiritually, physically. Eat, pray, love. Undertaker, which is a movie I'll about the Undertaker. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, this is, is a good cheese. Is this frozen Paul Bearer cheese from that weird time when I froze Paul Bearer today? <laughs> oh yeah, when he froze Paul Bearer. Um so check this, baby. So uh, here's what happens. Snitsky, the I like what you do to babies. I like your poetry. Um, that, uh, of course, unites Snitsky and Heidenreich to face the Brothers of Destruction, oh, The Undertaker. yeah. Yeah, and because uh, Snitsky comes in to try and help Heidenreich win a casket match, he opens uh, the casket and holy fuck, it's Kane. And, Which uh, doesn't make any sense because how would he know that Snitsky was going to come out and help Heidenreich? Because maybe he was just in the casket having a nap. He's a demon. I am the de- devil's favorite That's demon. That's the only thing that doesn't make any sense. Also, Kane, it's always referenced that Kane and The Undertaker have literally supernatural powers and they just never use them. <laughs> they never use them. Yeah, that's the other weird thing is it's like... In the mid-90s, it was like, oh, The Undertaker's kind of magic. He can make the lights go on and off. My friend Paul, who doesn't like wrestling but finds The Undertaker fascinating, which is... So basically what you're telling me is this is a man who can't die, and he uses those powers not to take control of the planet, but instead just uses it to never win a wrestling belt. (laughs) No, he's always... he's All right, yes, he has supernatural powers. But he also is man with morals, which is why every WrestleMania match just didn't end in one lightning bolt and then a one, two, three. Yeah, and him not hitting them with lightning or commanding the entire crowd to turn against him with druid powers. But if you think about it, it's lightning versus Shawn Michaels' allegiance with literally God. Because Shawn Michaels' tag team partners... With God, when it was against... Uh, the McMahons. Uh, McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon and his demon spawn Shane. <laughs> I wanna, this is my black cum. I want to know what church it was. Because this is all around this time. By the, This is when the fucking Fed was insane. This is Vince McMahon. They're like still fully trusting Vince McMahon, and he's literally entered his Reagan years. This is the Iran Contra yeah, of this WWE. Is, like because this is also when Laurinaitis is coming in as head of talent. Oh yeah. So Jim Ross is also not there. Jim Ross is just a commentator now, and not making any sort of decisions or points. They have no old school guys in the booking process. This is when Triple H is also at his most ego fucking testicle. Yeah. Shane has also just left. Yeah. So that it's just it's the Finstrick man fucking Paul Hay- uh, Paul Levesque show and it's madness. 
This is when Paul London was fired for like. What did he? He hurt his leg. No, 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 no. When the Vince McMahon and the Vince McMahon, like I have nothing to live for, and then he blows up in the limo yeah. thing right before Chris Benoit died, um, and they had to come back on TV and be like, "I'm not actually dead." Uh, oof, sorry about this, guys. Um, Paul London like smirked because it was stupid, and they fired him forever. Like the Cruiserweight Classic, they brought back Brian Kendrick. They didn't bring back Paul London. Then they'll never bring back Paul London. Cause like, cause he smirked during I a fucking stupid fucking angle. Like that's the most that's the most important thing. Cause like, they make fun of the Snitsky punting a baby thing in retrospect, but at the time you better fucking play that shit straight. Because even though he punted the baby and it was like a punt I would do, where the ball goes straight up, up and then lands right in front of you like they're so lucky in retrospect that when he punted that baby it kind of got some air because like it landed you could see a guy catches the baby in the front row it's like a there's front a row. guy although it's fucking actually i'm gonna can we take a break i'm gonna look on ebay if that baby's up for auction we're in fact four minutes past when we're supposed to take a break so why don't we Hello, this is Dylan God and John Hastings. And sorry to interrupt Dylan God and John Hastings from talking about wrestling. But right now, we need to ask you to rate, subscribe, and review the Wrestler Review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We have, we've been so lazy, we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things. Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity. And no money. And no money. No fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter, the Wrestler Review. Follow us on Instagram. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well. Bad news, players. Can't buy that baby. Player, 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 player. Holla, holla, holla. Again, he was around at this time. But someone on Reddit did try and start... National Punta Baby Day. Of course they fucking did. God, I love Reddit. Because you know why? They're not people. They're monsters. So what do you do? He loses this uh, cage match uh, to Kane on Raw. Of course, why not Raw? To end the feud. And what would you do? What would you do after this? Uh, Well, of course, um, he comes on as Eric Bischoff's hired gun and starts feuding with Chris Benoit. The um, well, Gene Snitsky really likes to make sure that people in his opponents' lives die. <laughs> he killed a baby, and then they wrestled the guy who killed. That's really good. Yeah, he a lot of baby death. He's killed two children indirectly. Um, yeah, it was Eric Bischoff's. Hu- Fuck, they really did not make Eric Bischoff strong. Eric Bischoff's goons were Chief Morley and Gene Snitsky. He started off great, though. I thought Three Minute Warning was fucking great. I love Three Minute Warning. Rosie? You I like love it? Rosie and Jamal. Uh, they're all right. I loved them. They came out. They were Samoans who loved hip hop. I uh, I always just thought the best angle they ever did with Eric Bischoff being GM was... And they were so... Fu- like, that was Umaga and fucking... Well, Jamal. He just became... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the only way that you're going to keep your job, Eric Bischoff, is if you get Steve Austin to come back. And then Steve Austin's only stipulation was, that's fine, but I get to wrestle you in a match. Oh, yeah. The f- Do you ever see the redneck? The redneck triathlon? Yeah. Where Mae Young and... Uh, the most visibly drunk man ever to be on television, <laughs> including Dean Martin, Stone Cold Steve, Steve Austin. Austin. Just like, we're going to fucking suck her tits now. Yeah. We're going to have ourselves a beer bash. 
Well, you're going to have a beer bash with Stone Cold. Oh, man. Deborah, where are you? On uh, this redneck triathlon, you call Deborah so she'll answer the phone, and then I'll pick her up and call her a whore. <laughs> this is after Deborah. Him and Deborah are divorced because she You stupid re- bitch. Recover from the black eyes. Down, 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 down. He's stomping a mud hole in his wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I always knew D- uh, Deborah was t- uh, tougher than a $2 steak. <laughs> Stone Cold versus Deborah. Bro- Stone Cold. Bro. Stone Cold. Um, domestic abuse. Domestic abuse. So he comes back. The and judge wants Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Austin versus the judge. Yeah. Judge versus Austin. <laughs> Austin versus decency. Decency versus Austin. <laughs> Still best best call JR's ever made. Tyson and Austin. Tyson and Austin. Because well, he just had to yell what was happening. It's great. I hate when people are like, if word by word it sounds silly, but like, yeah. But all you want sometimes is the guy yell the yellow thing that doesn't it make doesn't any sense. It doesn't sound uh, like, I'm sorry. When fucking Jim Ross, the reason why he's the best commentator is he reflected what your id was yelling, which is like, business is about to pick up. Good God almighty, he's broken in half. My His call during the Mick Foley match, because he's like, well, there's a man that I forced and promised to get into this company, and now he's definitely brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was also pumped up for Snitsky's matches. Snitsky. <laughs> Snitsky, <laughs> Snitsky was used... Uh, but he was used by so basically teams with Edge and Lita, and this begins the second Snitsky beautiful thing, where Edge. Oh, so he does a good job. Um, so basically he's used by Edge as like and by Bischoff as punishment to anybody uh, who gets on Edge's nerves. And this is the rated R superstar. So this is the development of the Snitsky foot fetish angle. Uh, he offers Snitsky to have a go at Lita's feet. feet. Um and uh, Lita was like, "Thanks very much," and kissed him on the on the cheek. Uh, thanks for not letting me have the guy's kid. Um, here's something though. Why is that a heel move? What fucking someone's feet? No, all right. No foot fetish aside. Of course she's thankful. This man repeatedly raped her every day, <laughs> and she was gonna have a rape baby. No, and not. then he was like, she was like, "You're not." He was like, "You're not having an abortion." This is the definition of an abusive relationship you're having my fucking child and then he fucking saves her from this bullshit she has she has an yeah for sure having miscarrying a baby or having like losing a baby like that would be absolutely traumatizing but it's better than being stuck in an abusive relationship see what gene snixie is a feminist he is the child's drawing of a feminist, down to the uh, the steroid pimples and the fact that he's killed a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he sucks on her fucking feet. Oh, oh it's such yeah. a fucking... This suck on the fucking... Suck the fucking feet. Please suck stop stamping. Please stop stamping. Suck People live here. <laughs> suck the fucking feet, John. It's such an odd time in Feed wrestling. Feed me more feet. Doom, doom. Um, Snitsky back. Suck those fucking feet, Gene. Just such an odd time in wrestling. No, it's not. Because this it's is time not when they got to the feet. This was the last time I was sort of oh. watching. I, oh. I really, I did not watch it all during this period. I remember watching a couple of times and just Snitsky coming out like, "It's not my <laughs> fault." Yeah. Once again, at this time, he's been on WWTV for three years. He's been wrestling for five. They've never gave him a shot. They came in. Like Gene Siski, natural talent, you could tell he didn't have that much of it. 
No. But he's a big dude. He came. They came. He came in. And if you think about this, Batista started wrestling really at like thirty six. So they could have given him six years to kind of like learn, get his feeding under him. You know. Yeah. The difference also is that Batista also was friends with Paul Lavecchi's and Gene Snitsky had a weird goat beard. And yeah, I don't know what it was. They just didn't give him the development time that uh, they gave Batista, I guess. And also Batista was almost cut a few times. It was just that he was protected because the Undertaker wanted to work with him. That was the other thing is Snitsky clearly who he should have been working with the entire time was the Undertaker and they never gave him the chance to do that. No, they gave him the Undertaker light. They gave him the cane angle. Yeah, but they they could have easily transitioned into him fighting the Undertaker, which is like I've beaten your brother, now I'm gonna beat you. Yeah, um, Snisky basically jumps around on tag teams. This is the end of him, the Raw brand. He jumps around on tag teams. Um, he f- uh, teams with Typhus Tomko for a very limited time. Um, he turns face and forms a team with Goldust because you know a gear guy and a guy who fucking sucks feet. That'll be jokes. so funny. So funny. Um, he sucked a. <laughs> I just remember Snitsky coming on and being like, "Oh, Snitsky, everybody, I want to suck your feet. Get off TV, Snitsky. <laughs> you're just you're a big guy and you like to fucking suck ass fucking feet." Um, actually, that's crazy because he was feuding with Tomko and they were starting to go with them, kinda. And uh, then Tomko was released by WWE, and uh, they once again teams with Goldust, also released by WWE, which leads to him going to. ECW. Is this the part you want to talk about where they ruined his life? Yeah. Oh, by the way, by the way, the yell. Okay, let's just talk about this weird angle where they repackage him as just this dirty maniac. Well, what they do is they shave his eyebrows. He shaves his goatee. Completely shaves his head. And on his own dollar. No, I looked this up. That's not true. Oh, he does. He didn't pay for it. This was their idea. They color his teeth yellow. Yeah. Now, it wasn't permanent. He had to have it done every day. Okay. But to do that, you'd have to have a completely dry mouth for it to set. So they had to give him a chemical compound that dried his mouth. Then they'd paint his teeth like that. And then he'd have to go and do the promo. Then immediately stop and get it off. Or other, Because it's essentially you're putting makeup in your mouth that you'll then swallow, which could make you really sick. <laughs> And they had to do that throughout this time. They basically did nothing with him in the ECW brand because they didn't do anything with the ECW brand. It was so fucking... Because this is well past the time they were even pretending that they've brought ECW back. And now they were just like, ah, it's just... It's shit. just shit. Yeah. Snitsky's good because he's shit. Yeah. Put Snitsky in the ring because he's, he's fat and an idiot. But that's how they... What they do is they reinvent Snitsky, quote unquote... But they don't do it the way we were talking about last week with the one, two, three kid. What they do is they don't give him a new name. He's still Snitsky. He's still wearing the same goddamn black trunks. It's just, oh, look, his teeth got worse all of a sudden. Yeah, he's now just bad. He's now just a bad person because you're bad. Because fuck you, Gene Snitsky. Oh, it's just, they're just, they And then they start being guy. like, they start trying to make RVD basically the new, the John Cena of ECW. So they're like basically getting monsters ready for him. And Snitsky's one of those monsters. But that's again. But then it, they bail on that and just put him back on Raw. And the whole thing is, it's just, it's uninteresting. It's an un- uninspired angle. There's nothing you can do with him. And it's also like, this is a guy with all told, he's been in the wrestling business not that long and they haven't done shit with him. Yeah, six years at this point. 
but uh basically he doesn't really lose a match he he goes undefeated for what seemingly is the better part of a year until he loses to jeff like literally jeff hardy's the first person to pin snitsky in over a year um and this is including a match matches he has with like john cena uh so he loses like a by dq to john cena um and he he was basically fired uh after losing to cm punk on december 11th 2008 that's what you deserve that's what you fucking he was deserve. released from his in from he was released uh and from 2008 to 2013 nothing happened really for snitsky until snitsky went to I'm going to assume sort of working in security like he does. Total, nonstop, action, wrestling. What? Yep. He went to TNA, baby. He was a hired gun for Dixie Carter uh, and then was there for really a cup of coffee. Yeah, that's the thing is the amount of people that show up so briefly. Yeah, because why not? So that's Snisky. That's the story of Snisky. Now he just is a really Let's fat... Let's each other. He's now a fat man who lives in the Midwest and works security. And when you talk to him about wrestling, he seems pretty bummed. Is he a fat man? He's pretty fat. How do you know? I looked him up. Yeah, of course. You can Facebook I Eugene Snitsky. I can't believe Snitsky. you can't buy that fucking baby on eBay. It's because that guy's probably fucking it. <laughs> <laughs> I was on TV. I used to be on TV. I used to be on TV, and now I fuck. Okay, but the Gene Snitsky highlights a great, interesting time in the WWF, which was effectively the worst time in that company. No. There was no direction. The amount of angles dropped, the amount of guys dropped, the amount of just shit they didn't fucking... It was just a thing of non-commitment where it's like no one could get over because the audience wasn't... They went back to like... they. Went back to the nostalgia, like, oh, big characters thing. But the fan base was too smart, so they needed people to be actually over, and the fan base was also aged a bit. So there was no way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was no way for them to do it. Like, a guy like Snisky would have just gotten over properly in the early 90s. But they couldn't do that now. A guy like Snisky would have been nails. A guy who was really super over, like Nails. As much as I, I've mentioned Nails in a negative light, a because couple he times, went but after he your was boy, fr- your crazy boy. over. Yeah, he went after your boyfriend, the big boss man. I have a husband, and his name is Ray. Um, but I also think that Snitsky is a problem they still haven't learned from, and Roman Reigns is a not a complete example of this, but part of this is that you bring in guys that aren't ready. You don't listen to the audience and how to use them, because if the audience isn't just going to like some people. And yet they'll just try and push and put them in different things until they can kind of click in things that worked with other people. Like Mark Henry really didn't get fucking over make an impact until sexual chocolate. So then changing him into the world's strongest man and doing the hall of pain angle after he's been the sexual chocolate works because he was this funny character. But that was based off of Mark Henry's personality and it just worked. They essentially tried to do that with Snitsky. They tried to do a combination of about 40 things with Snitsky. They tried to out Kane Kane with Snitsky. That doesn't work. They try and make him a monster heel to feed to the Undertaker. That doesn't really work. They try and make him a henchman guy a la Big Boss Man. That doesn't really work because he's too green. He's too new. He's been pushed down the audience. And you start him off with a controversial, silly angle that no one really wants to see. And it's just not going to be good. Yeah. it's He basically debuted as 
terribly as the gobbledygooker, and then but he was like a crazy physical presence, so you couldn't use him again. And that's the other thing is like Kane worked because Kane basically plus a plus dentistry was the was Snitsky when he first debuted. He was Isaac Yankum, right? Yeah. And then they put him under a hood. So he's not that guy anymore. And also, the thing with Kane is Kane was also been a wrestler by the time he got to the Fed for 10 years. Really? He was Unibom. He was, like, he must have been. Because he was all throughout the USWA, all that sort of stuff. Then he was Isaac Yankum. Yeah. And then he was fake Diesel. Yeah. Then he was Kane. So he was in and out of the, but he was in the Fed system, like he was in the USWA for a spell because they had a working relationship with the USWA. Yeah. Obviously, the Jerry Lawler shit, right? Yeah. And Kane and Snitsky never gets that. He never gets to go down OVW and just be nobody for He's like. He's barely three in years. OVW for a year. Like it's fucking ridiculous. It's yeah, you think about all the guys like Snitsky who were really big, and now they just don't have. Like they don't have guys who are really that big anymore. Because like here are the guys like Snitsky they like burnt through. Uh, him, obviously, Tyson Tomko, Shad Gaspard, Heidenreich, Heidenreich, Mike Knox. Oh, the fucking other guy who's still around who was like a basically Triple H ripoff. Oh, what the fuck's his name? The Triple H ripoff? Chris, uh, Chris Hero. Chris Hero? What? Not Chris Hero. Who am I thinking of? The Triple H ripoff. Uh, there was also that guy from South Africa who was like in for a minute. That oh, Matt fu- Morgan. Not that wasn't the same guy, but Matt Morgan they they ruined because um, they were just like, oh, here's a super huge guy with a lot of talent. Now he has a stuttering fucking gimmick. That's what I was thinking. And of. these are even down to the fact that they were all wearing black boots and black, black trunks. trunks. Um, like the fucking the, guy that was it that made it so the Undertaker beat the Big Show and A Train at WrestleMania 19. Oh, Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. But that was more Nathan Jones. Like was insane. Like they tried to push Nathan Jones. It was just the man was insane. Um, and it's just all of those guys. But what it also shows is that Vince has a certain look that he always wants. He always wants a monster heel against a giant big baby face, and that yeah. doesn't work. It ha- that didn't work even with Austin. Well, no, because like I, I said before, he was they b- stopped being able to recruit from like that's why Snitsky's so appealing. That's why Roman Reigns, I guarantee, is so appealing to them is because they're both fucking football dudes. Like they both played pro football for a long time. And they can recruit of those ranks. The days of doing that are kind of done. Yeah, but Roman Reigns expanded. is fucking sh- the the whole thing with Roman Reigns. This is just going in and in another example of doing something too early. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. They should have been the Shield for another full year before they yeah. broke them up. And they didn't. They absolutely didn't. They were barely just over then, and they just act like it was. No, such it a was great like idea. they should have had a solid face run as the Shield, and then. Someone turns heel, and then and it also shouldn't have been Seth Rollins to turn heel. It should have been Roman Reigns. Ooh. Roman Reigns was the mo- would have been the most interesting one to turn heel because that also would have protected him because he wouldn't have had to do promos. You just have fucking Triple H talk for him. Ugh. Triple H sucks at talking. That's a big fucking. That's but, something no one ever talks about. Triple H sucks. <laughs> but he's better at it than Roman is because he at least can do that one promo he continually does about being the best. They could have done that. Yeah, I suppose. I get what you're saying, per sa. I Gene, flat out Snitsky is not as talented as Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a far better worker, and even far better on the mic. Gene Snitsky is like fucking Ed Wood B movie style acting, 
and it's just uh, oh, it's interesting that you're so wrong about literally everything. Oh, you're what about. are you talking about? Fuck the baby! <laughs> you shit on your. It's your own mic, dude. I like it. You have shit on your own mic. No it's smell. Smelling either. your own shitty mic. No smell. That's what I fucking think of you and your point. I am here to do one thing, and that's to make sure that women have miscarriages. Kick the baby; it lands on my dick. Do you understand? Kick the baby; it lands on my dick. What are we gonna do after he kicks a baby? How about he sucks feet? Oh, it's just like I, I like to think that they were like in two thousand eight. They were like, "Listen, we actually figured out we can have a lot more sponsors if we're actually PG, so we don't have anything for you, Gene. What if I just? But what if I just wrestled? That's ridiculous. Yeah. What? We had something in mind. Hear me out. You're a furry. And you're dressed like fully like a bunny. Okay, yeah. But your like real penis is out. <laughs> Why and does it have to be my real And you're always hard. Why Take these s- Viagra always hard. Why are you specifying that it's my real penis? Mool has been dead for a bit. We understand that. But we got this other old lady we're just gonna call the fabulous Moolah, and you real fuck her. For real. For real. Waltman said he'd fuck you. This references the last two episodes. Waltman said he'd take the dick. Um, Hunter said he'd watch. I want to know what your best thing about Gene Snitsky is. Here is why you're still in the company, Gene. Hunter <laughs> thinks you're China, and he thinks you, you're pegging him. Yeah. He thinks um, you're China. Hello, is this Gene Snitsky? What's my favorite thing about Gene Snitsky? His look, baby. He looks like a boy. He looks like a boy <laughs> in a man. <laughs> my favorite thing about Gene Snitsky is... Like, uh, oh, I mean, I can't say his look. I'm fucking punting the baby is the best thing about Gene Snitsky. It's one of the greatest things ever in the history. Like, Gene Snitsky is so. I've never seen someone that bad at acting, but still so confident. Like, he clearly went for it, and he's. Like, if you watch him with the baby, I mean, which we will show. I mean, that'll probably be the promo at the end of the episode if I can't find the hide and rank one. This might just be silly Snitsky promos. Like, no, you the episode is going to be 10 minutes long, Snitsky promos for an hour. It's not. We're almost at an hour. Oh, shit. Um, so, Snitsky walking down to the ring with the baby is the second funniest thing in the world, and the funniest thing is him punting the baby. <laughs> like, why couldn't he just throw the baby? That's what I was about to bring up. Because he was a football player. He knows how to punt. It was probably... But, like, why doesn't he throw the baby at Lita? Like, here's your fucking baby. Or a baby. He probably was supposed to. (laughs) Oh, the baby doesn't have a name. Your baby doesn't have a name. Can you imagine just forcing someone to have a midge carriage and be like, ha-ha, you don't have a kid? (laughs) You know what's even crazier? This is not the most... so fucking hard. This is not the most indelicate thing. What do you think was worse? The Billy and Chuck... Uh, oh, actually, we're not gay. Billy Fuck and you. Chuck, for sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> they got glad in on it. <laughs> if they had formed an alliance with um, with a, like, obviously, with a women's shelter. With and then Planned done Parenthood? Oh, my if God. If they had done an alliance with a women's shelter, specifically had them come to the show and then punted the baby, I mean, that would be way better. Also, Jim Cornette's point about maybe someone in your audience was a victim of assault, and then you're like, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, that's Fuck such a great point. La, 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 la. That Vince Russo kept trying to want to do, and he stopped him. And then they find what that means is they were running out of ideas, and they finally were like, "Remember this old chestnut? Yep, use it." 
Mine is also punted, baby. Worst thing about Gene Snitsky, promos and in-ring ability. I mean, what else can you say, really? (laughs) My worst thing about Gene Snitsky is his goatee. That was the worst, creepiest goatee. And this is what we're talking about. Because you couldn't even be intimidated because it looked like it was one of those classic things you would see on a guy that size in a bar and be like, as long as he doesn't hear us, we can make fun of this, right? Okay, cool. Why is that guy... Why does that dude look like the weirdest system of a down fan I've ever seen in my life? The thing with that beard is also, we're talking about this is a pro wrestling beard, which is like Chris Jericho had a goatee for a while in the Fed that literally looked like he was smuggling people's pubic hair across (laughs) the border. Well, that's what the thing is, because it's not like a full cover the chin goatee. It's one of those like, it's like a stretched out soul patch that's long. Like It's just terrifying. Like, you could just, not having a beard and being balding with long hair is weird enough. You don't need to add, like, a stupid goatee. And also, the whole thing with the Gene Snitsky angle, it's the only time you can hear Jim Ross under his breath thinking, what the fuck am I doing? Because this is after Kane's fucked a dead body. Like, we need to keep it rolling. Let's get a new guy in. Here's what he does. That's crazy that they didn't hit rock bottom when they fucked the dead, (laughs) they fucked a dead girl. I want to see. I want to hear a podcast where a writer specifically is like, "That was my idea, and it's a good idea." <laughs> no, I know who. No, everyone knows whose idea that was. Who's Vince McMahon? Triple H has said openly in an interview somewhere, "Why did you do that?" And he went, "Well, it wasn't my idea; it was Vince's." No, that's not the Katie Vick thing. Snitsky punting the baby, also Vince. I don't know about the the uh, the, the punting the baby, but I know the Katie Vick thing was Vince's idea. That's so. <laughs> that's why no, I know the Katie Vick thing obviously that's the f- most famous one but Snitsky punts the baby is I think worse maybe Katie Vick is worse because it's two of your top talents and now you're like fuck this is fucked <laughs> 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 you fucked that kid or you fucked that dead lady anyway um, so to recap Gene Snitsky Tyson Tomko we could have just done all of them right now yeah, we could have done. We could just say this is Gene Siski, Tyson Tomko, future episode Eric Rowan, future episode <laughs> of Braun, Braun Strowman. Hopefully not Luke Harper. Mm, that guy's great. Why um, do you like Luke Harper so much? Because he's a fucking great worker. Which one's which? There's your problem. Who's the ginger one? Eric Rowan. Yeah, okay, good. That's who I was thinking. Eric Rowan's the lost janitor. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks like a lost... I'm too big to be a janitor. Uh, can I cut your lawn? Here's how you'll know they're going to start pushing Luke Harper is when they start calling him Harper. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lose the last name. Just like the guy who we're profiling next week. Goldberg. Goldberg. Gilberg. Goldberg. Dylan, we almost made it to an hour talking about Gene Snitsky. With promos, this is going to be an hour 50. Um, thank you very much for listening, guys. Please rate, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Train. And follow us home. Who wants to fuck? I want to smell your feet, and I want to make sure you have a miscarriage. I love you all. I fucked too good, and I got huge loads. <laughs> I love you. Guys, remember, when I caused a miscarriage, it was completely my fault. Put your lips up to the screen. Put your lips up to the logo over my face. Over my face on the logo. Put it up to it. All right. We're kissing. Um, one last thing about Gene Snitsky. 
Just go look at a photo of him on Google Images. Just go look at it right now and think of that. He's the worst kind of fat. (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't hear you, John. We're kissing. (laughs) What do you want to do after this? Oh, fuck. Hey, Lita. Say hi to my new friend. Shut up. Oh, it's a little baby boy. What's your name, little baby? How cute. He doesn't know his name. Did your baby have a name? I guess we'll never know. What's the matter, Lita? You look a little worried. Are you scared I'm going to drop him? Go ahead. Take him. Go ahead. Take him. No! You can't have him! He's mine. And I'll do to him whatever I want. 